0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, B.J. Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and I got a little special uh, treat for you this week. um, A while back, I was on with uh, Darren Reese over at the Tennessee Golf Association they were doing some things during the quarantine time, um, having some people on Periscope and Facebook Live and several different uh, platforms. And uh, I was able to jump on and uh, talk about m- my career and some of the things that I've done and my path and the podcast and all the other things that are going on in my life. And I uh, rarely do this, but um, thought I would share it with you. And uh, so I think you'll enjoy it. It's some of the things you may not have heard from me or about me um it is a conversation that Darren and I had so there's some back and forth so there's a lot of good stuff here and I think you'll enjoy it so um just to introduce it um this was Darren interviewing me for the first time a little switcheroo on the podcast but I had a lot of fun with him we talked a little bit uh got on late at night and uh just had a lot of fun the quarantine time has been a uh, sort of a difficult time. And so it was nice to be on the other side of things and being asked the questions and, uh, sort of giving the interview. So with that being said, welcome to another episode of making the turn. And this is me on with Darren Reese from the Tennessee golf association. Hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon.
1: Yeah, I'm good. All right, good. We are joined by BJ Parker. He is a, a, a long time agronomist and a recent podcast host. Uh, BJ, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you, sir? Nah, not too bad. How How was your life in quarantine?
2: Well, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, not too bad. I, I'm uh, able to get outside every once in a while. I'm trying to, uh, adapt with the podcast to get some yep. people on from a video standpoint. And so I've been able to do that. So, yep. uh, you know, you just got to kind of figure things out and move along, you know, so it's been good.
1: So, uh, First off, for those those people that don't know you, uh, just kind of give a a brief bio on where you come from and just kind of your journey through the golf course business.
2: Well, a long-time golf course uh, superintendent. My career started um, playing golf. I grew up in Middle Tennessee. Uh, I'm sure if you've listened to the podcast Mm -hmm. at all, uh, you've probably heard my story. But um, I grew up in Middle Tennessee – I uh, played golf, went to golf, uh, got a golf scholarship at UT Martin, and ultimately sort of uh, parlayed that into getting in the golf business, and I uh, took an internship at the Golf Club of Tennessee and never really looked back. Mm -hmm. I was there at the Golf Club of Tennessee for about eight years, Uh, ultimately, um, moved on from there and went to Brentwood country club for 11 years. And now I'm currently just kind of floating around the golf business doing consulting and whatnot and still, uh, doing a lot of stuff uh, in and out of the industry. But I started a podcast about a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago now, and I'm about I'm a little over 50 episodes deep and it's called making the turn. And I'm had a, I've had a, a huge time with that. And it's been a lot of fun just interviewing people in the industry. So, uh, hopefully people have been able to check it out.
1: So uh on your, your Twitter bio it, it mentions uh Turflinks. Is that the, the company you currently work for or what is what is that?
2: Yeah, so uh me and a guy named Dawson Times kind of partnered up when I left Brentwood um, and he owns a company called Turf Links and we it's really kind of a company that's uh it's like a the shell of, of things that we do. We, mm-hmm. you know, we consult sports turf, uh, golf courses. We do, you know, we've gotten into a lot of different areas, whether residential, commercial, as far as that goes. So, um, yeah, I, I help Dawson. I've kind of uh, transitioned a little bit in the, in the last few because the podcast has kind of taken a lot of my time and I'm doing some things, but... I'm still helping him, but I'm also doing some, some things. I'm helping out the uh, champions run golf course right now, okay. uh, doing some things with them. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of moving and shaking. So my, uh, I guess my occupation is fluid, you know, at the, mm-hmm. at the time right now. And I'm, and,
1: and the right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt.
2: No doubt. I mean, if I had to, if you, if you held me down and said, what are you enjoying doing? I'm, I mean, the podcast is something that I that I'm really trying to put my a lot of focus into. I I have uh, had some interesting sponsorships, and I got a sponsor to do a a, a short term deal. So things are looking things are looking good in that area. But you know, I'm I've been grinding on that, and like I said, I'm I think fifty fifty or fifty one episodes deep into
1: it. So I'll be, on, I'll be honest, I've only listened to two podcasts in my life all the way through, and they were both yours. So. <laughs> You you interviewed uh, our executive director Chad Anderson I think last year and then you recently yeah. did one with Whit Turbo and I mean well, those those were both great and very informative for kind of what we do here at Golf House.
2: Well, how did how did you uh, how did you uh, how were they to you? Did you get a lot out of
1: them? Oh yeah, I mean. It's hard for me to sit and listen to Chad for an hour and a half, but I, I made it through. <laughs> but no, the the one with Wit uh, recently, I mean, that was really good because I mean, we have a lot here that goes on at Golf House that a lot of people don't know, and I mean, Wit yeah. Wit does a better job of explaining that than anybody. So,
2: well, I had a lot of fun with both of those guys, and you know, and you probably listened that Dick Horton has been somebody who's been very influential in my life, mm-hmm. and. You know, I hope to, if he's listening, I hope he gets to come on my podcast eventually one day, but Whip, Wit was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um,
1: Very really had
2: a, really had a, a, a joy interviewing him and, and also Chad, you know, Chad was great. He was someone I reached out to <laughs> pretty early. And, uh, you know, I, I in, in, in the podcasting world, it's kind of, uh, tough to get people to do it. They feel like it's, uh, something that they're not. Uh, up for but he was uh, a lot of fun in interviews yeah. so and you know and i'm making my way through uh as i do this through the uh golf in tennessee so it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun yeah. so glad you listened to it glad you liked yeah.
1: it so what what uh gave you kind of the inspiration to get get it started your podcast like you said it's called making the turn um, people can find that on your twitter just kind of where yeah what, what gave you the inspiration to get that started
2: well, the inspiration came from the fact that, um, you know, I was, I, I tell this story, uh, throughout the podcast that I was a DJ in college. And, and so I, I had this equipment kind of sitting around and I, I just wondered what to do with it. And I said, you know, uh, i and I started listening to different podcasts. I mean, I, I just various different people and, you know, started that, that became more of an outlet than, music did for me and listening to it and things like that. So I said, you know, maybe I start. So I researched or I kind of looked around and said, is anybody doing podcasts in the golf space or the turf space? And Mm -hmm. I didn't find any, I didn't find a lot that was out there. And I especially didn't find any that was really in the turf side. Um, There was not, there was not a whole lot there. There's some in the golf, you know, talking about the golf in general, like playing golf. And so I said, Um, let's try this so I sat down and had a couple of uh, run-throughs with my kids I just said hey let me talk let me talk to you for a minute and see how this goes and then ultimately I just said you know I reached out to a few buddies and said would you be interested in doing a podcast with me we'll just talk about the industry and little did I I know it uh, turned into something and here we are a year and a half later and uh, the ball's rolling so we'll see where it goes but you know, um, it kind of gave me an outlet. I, I was kind of sitting in a situation, hanging out, not really knowing what to do, and and uh, it, and it just getting people's perspective and what's going on in the industry and how things are going and what things are doing. Um, it really started out as uh, something more of just therapy and just mm. something to pass the time, and then all of a sudden it turned into man, I really enjoy this and I'm really getting to know people that I I've known. I mean, everybody that's been on my podcast is somebody I've known for some point in my life, some more than others, but, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it every one of them I come out of, I was like, man, I'm, I'm glad that I got to talk to them and I have this content and I hope people get something out of it, whether it's, you know, one, you know, something small or it's, uh, you know something that uh, you know they they listen to and go, man. I I I didn't know him, but I'm glad that I did. And they see him and they say, hey, I heard you on the podcast, and that was cool. So, I you know. know. I mean, yeah. from
1: an agronomy standpoint, I mean, you have like a wide range of guests because I know you had Mark Stoball on there one time, and he was you know sells fertil he's a fertilizer rep. And then uh, yep. Brandon Horvath at, at UT. I, I mean, he's a I guess he's a professor at turf grass. Is that is that kind of what Brandon does? But uh, I mean, you. Just, I mean, there's so much knowledge you can take out of this if you're interested in the the agronomy side of golf.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the that's the hope is is that I, I cover a wide range of different areas because I mean, I, let's be honest, golf has given me the the end to kind of do things and mm-hmm. and from the turf side, I kind of can talk a lot about what goes on in the golf side of things, but. There's a whole untapped market of, you know, the landscaping and the sports turf arena Mm -hmm. and those types of things that I wanted to really shed a light on. because, And I say this all the time, and I'm very sincere about it, is that we have a 24-hour golf channel that really rarely talks about the turf side. Mm -hmm. And we just don't get a lot of exposure. And I felt like the exposure is something that we need. I mean, we're in a different age. Social media is different. There's just a lot of things that we can do, and people have the perception that those are just the barn boys, or you know, they, you know, they don't, you know,
1: they're just behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of like, I mean, the uh, superintendents are kind of like the offensive line. You know, they never get the credit when things are going real well, but I mean, if things go bad, then they start to hear about it. So, absolutely, absolutely, and and and
2: I and I, I use the analogy all the time that we're like the film crew. You know, the actors get all the credit, yep. but the film crew really makes it all work. And, you know, that's you, like you said, you know, it's just the unsung heroes of what we do. And, and I'll never back down from the opinion that the golf course superintendent is the most important person at every club. Uh, and and I won't ever, I won't ever, you know, apologize for that. I just think that, that there's a lot of clubs that, and there's more than a lot, there's almost the vast majority that don't think that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, especially at all our TGA championships, I mean, we get out there, I mean, we'll be out there before the sun comes up and the superintendents and his staff, I mean, I mean, they're there way before us. I mean, like last year we were at Harrison Bay, you know, and Paul Carter was always there waiting on us or Brandon Heath down here at at Greystone. I mean, I mean, those guys have got the course ready for us when we get there to set up for our championships
2: yeah I mean that's I mean it's just it's just one of those things. they the guys that get out there, they do it, they grind and and uh, you know you can always count on them and and a lot of times those are the ones that are making it happen. And you know no no disrespect to the pros and all the people that are involved, but I mean, I, I've done this a long time, and the golf course superintendents are uh, you know they're a, a great group of guys. They do a lot of work and they just don't get enough credit. And part of what I'm trying to do is is uh you know shed some light on them, so yeah. hopefully i hopefully i'm doing that
1: so what's what's been the most most interesting interview or guest that you've had like you said, you recently had your fiftieth episode of your podcast like has there been one that's really stood out to you or
2: I've had that question uh several times, and I don't know if there's been one that's actually stood out more than the others mm-hmm. but i I've gotten the interview um several people in the industry that have been in doing it for a long time and i'll give you kind of like three names you know like dave stone mm-hmm. at the honors who uh joe kennedy and yeah. um and what and all he's done i think he's at the grove now and 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 um uh ken mangum i actually had ken mangum on who has moved recently here to nashville but he was the long time superintendent at atlanta athletic club okay. but you know i grew i grew up in a um I grew up in a time when uh, you know, just those those individuals were kind of mentors for me and people that I enjoyed talking to. So I those are three that that kinda stand out. But mm-hmm. I mean I, I mean I had Zach Radford on, who's yeah, a social media, yeah, great guy and I, I love doing him. I mean, he's an interesting story and I will not I g I I I won't I don't wanna hijack the whole thing, but I, I reached out to him. I reached out to him is kind of like early on when I was doing the podcast. I said, "Hey, man, would you be interested in doing the podcast?" I didn't know him; I had, you know, never met him. And he was like, in, he instantly responded. And so, after right. a couple of weeks of back and forth, we put it together. And so, you know, he was a lot of fun, and and uh, still, you know, still off and on talk to him. So, yeah, there's always those, you know, just different ones that I have things. But over the 51 episodes. I mean, they're all sort of uniquely different, and I've mm-hmm. I've enjoyed every single one. But so in a nutshell, I, I guess to answer your question, that's kind of the one – that's how it fits to me, you know? Yeah.
1: So when, when you were in college or, you know, playing golf, uh, was was the golf business something that you always, you know, planned on getting into, or was that just kind of you finished up college and, you know, it was time to take that next step and golf made the most sense? Or, I mean, how how did you – Parlay your playing career into into a long term career, you know?
2: Well, I wanted to be a golf course architect. That was that was exactly uh I mean, that's absolutely what I wanted to do. I um I I was uh I you know, I came up in the time when golf was they were building courses left and right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was enamored with the golf course architect uh architecture business and that's what I wanted to do. And I, and, and I, I was sitting in a Sunday school class with my dad and I met Gary Roger Baird, who's the local architect here. who's done a lot of golf courses around the area. And he gave me one piece of advice. He said, um, learn about how golf courses are maintained. And then if you want to be a golf course architect and I didn't really absorb it at the time, but it kind of stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to Martin and I, and we were playing golf and, and, you know, I was doing my thing and, and we went to, uh, I took a golf course management class and we, and it was, it was taught by the pro at, um Paris landing, Keith Hickman, mm-hmm. Lisbon, if you know, Keith Hickman, mm-hmm. but I mean, um, and we, and we just talked about turf and we just talked about grass. So I was like, well, wait a second, maybe I'll do this. Mm-hmm. And, and I really enjoyed it. And, I mean, I, I I took an internship at the Golf Club of Tennessee, and like I said, the rest is history. I mean, it, you know, it kind of spiraled into that direction. So it was, you know, that's um, that's how, that's, that's in a nutshell how it all turned out.
1: Yeah. So over those, I mean, 20-plus years, how, how has, like, the business of agronomy or being a golf course superintendent, how has that changed? Or, like, what kind of challenges do those guys face now that maybe they didn't or, 20 years ago or well the obvious and easiest
2: answer is that that uh labor is ridiculously difficult i mean um guys are having a very tough time trying to find people to work for 12 to 15 dollars an hour and do the difficulty and work the hours the holidays and the weekends i mean you know I know we're in a difficult time right now, and things are kind of you know all over the place, but in general that's that's kind of what's been the most difficult mm-hmm. is getting people to uh getting or finding people that are willing to work or willing to work for the amount of money that you that you can afford to spend, yeah because I mean it's hard to pay someone a lot of money to do the little detail stuff, so I would say that's probably the hardest challenge the superintendent's got, but you know. We're, we're learning to adapt. You know, uh, technology is getting better. Um, you know, they're having uh, autonomous mowers being built. Uh, there's uh, GPS is getting better for spraying technology. We're just trying to do everything we can to figure out ways to supplement the lack in our industry. And I think that's going to see more and more you're going to, you're going to go on your golf course one day and you're going to see a guy who's raking bunkers and there's a there's a mower and it already is happening, but I don't think that anybody's really noticed it yet, but you're going to go and see a guy raking bunkers on the green side or wherever. And the mower is running with nobody riding on it and it's doing, it's mowing. So they will be manning things. So there's all kinds of things that, that are happening. And you know that are changing the way things are being done on the golf course. So uh, I'm cool. I'm excited about that. I've talked about that a lot on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that's coming. And and I don't think we can I don't think we can stop it because labor is the biggest issue we deal
1: with. Are there any issues like that are kind of unique to Tennessee that our superintendents deal with, or maybe you know the southeastern area? That well, I mean, what kind of what kind of things are maybe unique to Tennessee that they don't have to deal with in other other parts of the country?
2: Well, the obvious answer is if you don't like the weather here, just wait five <laughs> minutes. I mean I
1: mean you know lately we've had we've had really <laughs> wet winters to to put it mildly, but i mean we we have uh you know
2: the weather here are are, we're considered being in the transition zone Mm -hmm. and to the guys in our area, that's not, that's not a new sort of term, Mm -hmm. but if anybody's listening or, or hears this outside of ours, you know, we, we deal with extreme highs and lows of temperatures and then all kinds of weather extremes. And, you know, we just have to be willing to adapt and we have to be willing to adjust what we're doing and how things are done. And I think the uh, the difficulty with growing grass around here is we don't we do we don't do anything great. We just do it good enough, mm-hmm. you know. There's there's you know guys that have bent grass greens that struggle, and there's guys that have Bermuda grass greens that struggle, and you know everything in between. And and, and even if you're in the landscaping or whatever, like fescue lawns are not always perfect, and mm-hmm. they get overrun by Bermuda, so. And it's a whole gamut of things and, and I, you just don't find that in other parts of the country that we that we struggle with here and and um, you know it, it, it's just one of those things that the guys that are doing it here the, and even gals I don't mean to leave them out but the guys uh, the guys and gals that are doing it here are super adaptive to whatever's going on and even with all the rain and all the different things that we have to deal with they find a way to get it done and, and adapt and make sure that, you know, whatever's happening, they're on top of. And, you know, I, that's why I think it's kind of the coolest place in the world is to uh, be in this in this business, because, you know, you get the best of all kinds of scenarios and different situations. So to me, it's, you know, it's a difficult thing, but uh, you, you tend to be able to uh, handle it regardless of the circumstance.
1: What was your favorite part of the job back when you were at golf club and then at Brentwood? I mean, was there, there something that just kept you coming back day after day and, and enjoying it? I mean,
2: yeah, I'll, uh, I'll say this, you there?
1: Yes, sir. Oh, sorry.
2: I thought I you. yeah, uh, I'll say this, that, uh, and, and I, and I probably won't be the only one that says, uh, says this, but, uh. Superintendents to enjoy the mornings being out on the golf course and mm-hmm. seeing everything, kind of you know mowing and the water running and everything like that. Um, that 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 to me, I even still not being in it, that that to me is something that I miss. Like being out with the guys and just seeing how everything's being taken care of. That that to me is you know I will always cherish and, and it's, it's a special part of the job. And yeah. it's hard to kind of explain that. If, if you've never been a, a part of it but the people in our industry they they know exactly what i'm talking about but you know i, I as far as some of the cool things i mean i got to work with you know uh, at the golf club at tennessee i mean it's one of the beautiful most beautiful places in, in our state mm-hmm. it's still one of my favorite golf courses i got to um, and it's part of what i was doing there early on i got to be a part of designing the new short game and Practice facility. I got to work with the Fazio Group and those people, and you know, it, it sort of satisfied uh, some design. Uh, you know, uh, it fed the sort of the design fuel that I got to work with, and so I, I just, I mean, there's things like that I'll never forget. I, I still have a great relationship with those people out there. I can I can show up anytime I want and just kind of hang out, and and I and I don't take that lightly. Jeff has been great to me, and all the people out there. And so, uh, and then at Brentwood, I mean, that's the same thing. You know, it's like I learned a lot from that experience. I got to do a lot. I took a golf course that was kind of a uh, fledgling, uh, you know, kind of middle of the road private club. And I, fe- I felt like we turned it around and did some great things there. And unfortunately I didn't get to finish all that out, but you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. And, and I, and I, but I won't ever, I won't ever, you know, take away anything negative from any of that experience because I got to do a lot of cool things.
1: So you, you mentioned uh Joe Kennedy, Mr. Stone and some people. Were those were those the guys that kind of you look you looked up to when you were first getting in the business or took you in or were there guys that took you took you under their wing and kinda of gave you advice as you were getting your feet wet or
2: Yeah, I, um so when I when I was first coming up I was, like I said, I was more involved in the, or more interested in the architect side of things, but, and when I met Gary Baird, he introduced me, or he 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 told me to get in uh, contact, and I don't know if he introduced me or if he told me, or I don't really know how the interaction became, but he told he uh, he introduced me to Dave Green, and Dave Green was the uh, superintendent at the time at um, Golf Club of Tennessee, Mm -hmm. and so Dave Dave became my very first mentor in, in in this business as far as getting in the agronomy side of things and and so when I went to internship there he he kind of let me just you know he, he was just kind of giving me the ropes and doing all this thing and Dave and and to kind of give you a history Dave was kind of heavily involved in bringing Brent, uh, Bell Mead up to speed and getting Bell Mead involved mm-hmm. and then and then some uh, members from there went and decided to build. Golf Club of Tennessee, and uh Dave went with them, and so he was. He's very involved. He's very involved with the Steeplechase, and you know, and and I don't get to see him as much as I want to these days, but you know, he was my mentor. But that introduced me to guys like Joe Kennedy and Dave Stone, and you know, and then ultimately I got to meet Ken Mangum through what I'm doing now. So yeah, to answer your question, man. You know those guys are um, as in, as influential as people can be in our industry. Those are three or four of the most important people that have have uh, sort of molded my life. And I'll even tell you a funny story. I mean, Joe Kennedy kind of called me, and he and I always looked up to him. But Brentwood Country Club was one of the first clubs to transition from bent grass to Bermuda mm-hmm. uh, ultra dwarf in our area, and. You know, at the time I wasn't the superintendent there, but when I, I came there a year or a year or so after they transitioned, we had lunch and he was and he said I'll, I want to tell you something and I said yeah what's that he goes he said uh, I'm keeping an eye on you and he, and I said okay he goes because I told Phil Phil was the superintendent there prior he said he said you're either going to be the stupidest I don't mean that negatively but he said you're going to be the the stupidest or the smartest superintendent. Uh, in this area, and it turns out that he he, he might be the smartest <laughs> yeah. because they transitioned over it, and, and uh, you know, uh, we had a great uh, opportunity, and, and it turned out that he was kind of bouncing back and forth with me and him over the years as they ultimately transitioned over, um, and you know, it was great to sort of talk to him about how to what what he needed to do and how he needed to talk uh, do things. So that was.
1: I know um, you're you're big with the uh, Golf Course Superintendents Association of America. Just kind of talk about that organization and the good things that they do.
2: Yeah, they're they're a fantastic organization. I've been, you know, a a proud member for, it's probably coming up on about 25 years. I don't know exactly, but, um, you know, they're, they're a supportive group. I mean, we all have our supportive groups, just like the, every every organization, but they're involved in promoting the game, they're involved in educating, making sure that we have everything that we need, um, you know, uh awareness with each facility. Uh we've got uh guys like Paul Carter in our state that are are um, you know, heavily involved that are that are pushing the envelope and torn in tor- in, in, uh, in terms of environmental stewardship and things like that as far as um uh, you know, just a, a vast array of things. So yeah, the the Golf Course Superintendents Association uh, probably doesn't get the due that they uh, deserve, but they're a great organization that I'm a proud to be a part of. I'm a Class A member, uh, which you know, in terms of uh, our organization, there's very uh, there's a uh, Class A, there's for superintendents, then there's uh, certified, and then I think you can be a master su- superintendent. Um but you know it's uh it's one of those uh situations where I really enjoy it and and they offer uh, you know education throughout the year. Mm-hmm. We have a national conference and show that we get to go to and uh people are uh, you know companies are uh brought in to um have a, their equipment or whatever their you know sort of uh company is representing and whatnot and so it's just a it's just a a good deal, and I think every year it gets better. and And uh, I can't say that uh, it's been a negative in my career at all, for sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah.
1: So I follow you on social media. You're you're real active on you know on your Twitter account and whatnot. Just talk talk about what you gain from it, and just kind of you know the benefits of social media and how that relates to you know the, the golf industry, or just kind of how you see it. Well, I I hope you don't um
2: I mean I, I, I okay, so I I, I mean I know you're an like,
1: Alabama fan and all that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I've had this question a bunch of times and I and I, I try to go back and forth on it because I don't know the right approach, but yeah. I have a personal account and that's and I've kinda gotten away from I just like if it's personal or business, I'm gonna do it all on one platform, and then I made a I made an account for the uh, podcast yeah. just for the promotion part of it. So to answer your question, I think I think social media is is the the best way that we have available right now to get information out. I don't think that it's always used in the best way, mm-hmm. but I do think that for me, it's a way to just kind of share your life, share your life story, share what's going on you know um it 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 it, it, ha- it can be negative and it can be positive it's just how you look at it i tend to try to look at it from a positive point of view i think that you and i could probably talk for hours about the negative part of it oh yeah but but well, i think it's um, been kind
1: of cool how like especially like musicians and celebrities and stuff have taken to <laughs> it live streams and stuff during this time when people can't get out. I mean, I've sat and watched several like concerts and stuff of like artists in their living rooms, like over the past week. So,
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I I don't think that, I don't think that there's, I, I, I will say this, that this time and what we're going through right now is going to mold us and change us in a way that we view how we use, social media because it's already making me think about how I'm going to do my podcast and how and I was already thinking about well reaching out to people via video and I'm not so I'm not going to be so anal about well I'm not sitting across from the person and all these sort of things and and I think people are going to do that too celebrities and 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 how we do things and you might be well I mean look at what you're you guys are doing you're having to adapt and say hey how can we uh, engage our Uh, audience how can we engage our you know our members and say what can we bring value to and this is going to make everybody think sort of outside the box and you know uh, I don't know what ultimately will come out of it but I think a lot of good will come out of it
1: how 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 do you feel like this will affect the golf industry long term have you put any thought into that or you know I I haven't put a ton of thought
2: into it but I, I like what I will say this, I like that people, the golf industry, and in general, superintendents are so adapted Mm -hmm. to whatever's going on, and you see it across the board, it's like they're the ones that say, okay, hey, I'm going to take all the bunker rakes in, I'm not going to put water coolers out, I'm going to flip the cups around, I'm going to do everything I possibly can do, because I want you to enjoy your experience in this crazy sort of time we're in, and that's not always the case with most uh, professions and I don't think that any superintendent thinks of anything that's not in the best interest of what's going on in the game. And, you know, I reached out to Chad one day and I was like, and I, and I kind of just was curious because I'm, you know, with all the, you know, couple of weeks to shut down and people still wanting to play golf and, you know, but there's rules of the golf game and there's rules that you have to abide by. And like, Okay. The cup doesn't go all the way in. Mm-hmm. The ball doesn't go all the way in. What are we dealing with? How's this? And, you know, and, and there's things, and from a curiosity standpoint, I'm just kind of like, how are we adapting to that? And will they, will they say, okay, yeah, your scores will count or mm-hmm. they won't count, you know? So, I you know, I don't know at the end of the day to uh, answer your question fully, how it'll ultimately affect things, but I, I will tell you this, that there's going to be uh, an evaluation of all the other, the aspects of what's going on and people will do things differently based on how they see things, whether it's scheduling or doing different uh, uh, practices or whatever, you know, maybe people are used to, Hey, I don't need bunker rakes on the golf course anymore because they don't make any sense to me, whatever the case might be. So um, don't mean to ramble about it, but you know, that's, that's kind of uh, that's kind of where I fall in on it is that I think that a lot of good will come out of it because, the the people that, uh, you know, superintendents and golf pros, they're pretty adapted to the, the different uh, things that hit them on a daily basis.
1: Have you talked to a lot of them, you know, the past week or so and how this kind of – how they've adjusted their day-to-day operations as far as golf course maintenance and stuff like that? Or
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I talk to guys all the time. I mean,
1: I'm friends with – I mean, being in this, in this industry
2: and in this part of the world for nearly – 30 years I mean, in and out of it. I mean, it's, you, you can't help but get away from it, but I mean, I, I recently went down to uh, Macklemore mm-hmm. and you know, talked to uh, Ryan down there, and uh, he's coming, he, he came on the podcast it's coming out soon, but I mean, it's just like they're all just doing, they're all doing whatever they can, and they're all doing, they're all just adjusting to whatever they can do, and and, um, you know I think the, the hardest part is trying to figure out what the right thing to do is and, and how to, you know, cause everybody's critiquing you, everybody's um, sort of putting their finger on what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so you're not really sure. And so every call you make may not be the smartest one, but it, you know, we can't, it, I'll say this, we can't afford to in this time and in, in our area to, Really, kind of sit back and just wait for somebody to make a decision. We got a living, breathing thing that we got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Grass does not, grass is not going to wait on you. I mean, there's going to be things that you have to do to it. And, and, and I don't think that, and, and personally, I haven't heard anybody just saying, you know what, you know, I'm just going to wait and, and, and not deal with it. Um, and, and, and that's probably a good decision. So, um, it, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, um, you know, the guys who are taking care of it and gals, I don't mean to say uh, leave them out, but, you know, it's just one of those things that I think that uh, it, the times we're in and, and dealing with what we're dealing with, you know, uh, you got to do what you need to do and, and uh, everybody's doing whatever's whatever's necessary to make sure they provide a product. So whenever all of this lifts and changes and, Everybody goes back to their normal daily lives. That they feel like nothing's really affected. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh,
1: how, how's your golf game? You you play play still or? Man, you had to ask me that. <laughs> yeah, talk about golf and not ask about you. <laughs> well, um,
2: it's not as good as it used to be. Let yeah. me just say that, like like uh, the old Toby Key song. But uh, I was good once, but I'm not as yeah. good as I used to be.
1: But uh, I mean, if you're like you know, me, I, I mean, if you're around golf all the time, I mean, sometimes just the last thing you want to do is play golf. You know, <laughs> I mean, like well, we're, we're I, at tournaments, like you know, pretty much the entire summer, and people, I finally get a day off, and people are like, "Oh, you <laughs> playing golf? No, I'm, I don't want to be at a golf course today." So.
2: <laughs> well, you know, that's the that's the. Um, that's the overwhelming sentiment of most of us in our businesses is that we don't want to be around golf or we don't want to play it. But I, I always looked at it as part of my job. I mean, of course, I was, I'm, I'm in a surprisingly this might surprise you, but I'm in a surprisingly rare breed of superintendents who actually love to play golf. Oh yeah. Some of them, <laughs> some of them play golf out of necessity or just because they feel like they have to, but they don't really love it. I mean, I love to play golf. I played college golf and enjoyed it, and and uh, I felt like it gave me a leg up on some of the things that allowed me to, um, you know, have a better understanding of what we needed to do on the golf course. But that being said, I don't play as much as I used to, and I don't play as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. But I can still move the ball around the golf course. I don't. I won't lie to you. I mean, I, I probably. I always. I always say I, I've got about fourteen good holes in me. If I can manage the other, if I can exactly. manage the other four, I can probably be all right. So, you know, um, that that those four holes can turn my round into a half decent round or a round I'm ready to just be done with. Understood. So,
1: <laughs> just uh, I mean, before we let you go, your podcast, just kind of what do, what are you envision it becoming? Like, do you have goals that the you best, you want to accomplish with it Yeah, I want it to be the best golf turf podcast in the world. There you go.
2: (laughs) I don't have any other dreams for it being less than that. But in all seriousness, I mean, I'm just grinding on it, man. I'm, I'm, I, I love talking to people. Uh, You know, you want to, you want to come on and sit down with me for an hour or so and just talk turf. Shoot, I'm, I'm all about it. Mm -hmm. I and, and just getting to know you, but the. But I I, would, I just want it to be what it's turned into be, and I and and I'll, I I want to share this with you because and so your audience will listen. is because making the turn for me became an analogy for what I'm trying to do in life, mm-hmm. and that's why it's called making the turn. Uh, it is it is synonymous with golf, and it's a, it's a sort of got a golf feel to it. You know, you play the front nine, you go make the turn, you go to the back nine, but. It really has to do with what life gives you and life cannot be so great mm-hmm. in parts of your life. And, and you know, you just got to forget it. And, and, and so if you played that front nine and you didn't like it the way it turned out, Hey, make the turn. Go play the back nine.
1: New nine. So you got nine
2: more. You got a new nine. So that's, that's kind of where the concept came from. Um, but, and so hopefully I, I kind of build a brand around that. So every, every podcast, every interview that I have, I want to I want to interject some, you know, I want to try to pull out of the person I'm talking to something that's made them unique because everybody has a story to tell and everybody has something that they want to provide and everybody's had a challenge or a difficulty. And I try to use that. And throughout my talking with people, I, I've kind of gotten a, an ability to say, Hey, I, I know what you're dealing with and here's, let's talk about it. And so, um, to, uh, to land the plane, so to speak, and to answer your question, I, I want it to be all about our industry, all about golf, all about turf, all about sports turf, landscaping, golf sales. But I also want to learn about the people that are doing it, and it's mostly about the it's mostly about that. It's not about me, you know, because people are going to learn about me along the way. But it's mostly about learning about the people in our industry, and and trying to provide a platform for people to talk about it. And do things that uh, they may not normally do, and, and and I think, you know, fifty fifty some odd episodes
1: into it, we're on the right track. That's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate, you got it, bro. No, I appreciate you coming on here and kind of talking with us, and just uh, hopefully hopefully the world will return back to normal, and we can all get back and enjoy enjoy the game we love, and just you know more than that, just you know prayers and thoughts with everybody that's being affected by what's going on right now. So.
2: I echo those sentiments, and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for, uh, you know, uh, chatting with me for a minute, and let me uh, share a little bit of my story. And there's I there's not I appreciate a lot, not a lot going
1: around the golf house right now, so if you want to stop by and talk again anytime, you're more than welcome. So
2: hey, you I, I, let's get on. Uh, come on my podcast, yeah, and we'll right. talk some. We'll talk some We this, we'll we'll talk down. some
1: Alabama football. Or, I, I used to have Alabama season tickets, so I, I can I can talk with you a little bit about Alabama football. So. Hey, I
2: don't know if anybody would want to hear that, but we'll uh, talk they the probably want we'll flood it with, them. We'll flood them
1: with it. <laughs> All right, BJ, well, you have a good evening, brother. All right, you All right. too, Darren. Appreciate it, man. Right. All right, bye.